to follow up a little from last hour, because we're talking about the city of San Francisco, one of the biggest school districts in America. The school board voted unanimously to take the names off of 44 schools, names like George Washington, the father of our country, really considered the indispensable man for creating the freest, most successful nation that has ever existed on the planet. And a man who, if you take five minutes to look into it, understood slavery was evil and needed to be ended. Abraham Lincoln. He's the president that goes back and forth with Washington as one or two. They go back and forth on any chart by historians ever of the greatest presidents we've had in this country's history. It's always back and forth between Washington and Lincoln. And one of the greatest defenders of liberty ever to walk the earth. Both of those names are going to be uh, taken off along with a whole bunch of others. Uh, John Muir, Diane Feinstein, for reasons we explained last hour. Um, but but we're, we're into Crazyville now. We're just into Crazyville. Oh, I, and I wanted to mention, those of you who agree with one school board member who thinks we should not have names, that we should go with numbers, I think that's a terrible idea. That's just that's basically just because the, the, the New York school districts, they do... PS 23. Your kid goes to public school 23. They don't put a name on the school. Mm-hmm. I can understand the uh, avoiding controversy with that, but the idea that we can't name things in this country because times change so rapidly, no matter what name you come up with, it'll be controversial, controversial in the future, is really a problem we ought to sort out rather than uh, caving to we, we have to put numbers on buildings. Right, and it's two groups of people, two distinct groups of people. The obvious is the woke types who uh, believe, uh, well, they're presentists. They're too lacking in wisdom, or they're just too stupid to understand that the past, well, as the saying goes, the past is a weird place. They do things differently there. You're not better than the people of the past. You just exist now, and so you've learned from them. You're not better. You just came after, to quote Bill Maher. So you have those fools, those aggressive, self-righteous jackasses, and it's a form of self-aggrandizing to judge the figures of hundreds of years ago and say, I'm far better than them. It's the most pathetic sort of chest pumping or chest, uh, you know, uh, swelling. It's it's just it's pathetic and disgusting. Well, and the line keeps moving. So it's so troublesome the way the line moves over time. Um, it, It doesn't even it doesn't get ridiculous and stop. It keeps going. So Dianne Feinstein was seen one of the great examples of feminism, feminism. Standing up for femi- <laughs> people who are female. <laughs> I was Get your word straight, Jack. Yep. Feminism. We lost some momentum there. <laughs> <laughs> lady, lady, lady. I'm going to have to get a running start here. <laughs> oh, boy. One of the great examples of feminism in this country when she was mayor of San Francisco, you know, and then climbed up, and then she was uh, one of the uh, early female senators and all that sort of stuff, and then chairing committees and all that sort of stuff. Now her name can't be on a school in the town she's from because views of the Confederate flag have changed. Right. It used to be perfectly acceptable to have a Confederate flag because you didn't think it meant, oh, you're uh, you're, you're in charge, you're a fan of slavery. But we've decided that now. So I'm looking up, here's an example. Emmett Till, do you know that name? Mm -hmm. His home is being declared a landmark in Chicago. Poor kid who was murdered by racists. Um, During the civil rights era. During the civil rights era. This is what will happen. If they can come across anybody who can document that he said something anti-gay or transphobic or anything like that in his life, then he'll get canceled and he can't be a part of history. So it just never changes that way. 
Right. So you get the cabal that combines ignorance and egomania, the presentists, okay? And they're the most visible. But understand, and listen, I'm not a paranoiac. Um, I, I'm I'm a guy who's had just a, a passionate interest in political science and and uh, the way uh, human beings rule themselves my entire life. Marxists want to erase your history. Orwell wrote about this extensively. It's one of their strategies. You have to eliminate the heroes of the past, and so the the radical left is joining in with the presentists and amplifying their voices and saying, yeah, you're right, and pretending to be concerned about the racial aspects or the Confederate flag or Abe Lincoln briefly toting a musket in the name of the Indian Wars or whatever. They're, they're not. They don't give a damn. They just want to impose Marxism. So this trend is so incredibly dangerous. It's not about a name on a no, school. It's, it's not. It's not. And uh, getting us to argue about that is a, is a win for them because it it's deconstructing. Right. As I mentioned yesterday, that's what's behind the whole 2 plus 2 equals 5 movement. You would wonder, why are people working so hard at that? Well, 2, point, two plus 2 can equal 5. Um, if, you, uh, if you round 2.4 and 2.7, you would round those to 2 and 3, you would get 5. So just why, why would you go to all that work to do that? Because you want... Everything to be different. You want to break down all the rules that have existed. All objective reality. All objective reality so you can start over. Great example. We don't have to look to history, although there are great examples and many of them throughout history. We don't even have to look to Orwell. Let's look to the, uh, the Kim regime. In North Korea, why did Kim Jong, uh, not, uh, Kim Il Sung, why did, uh, well, the three generations and they all did similar things. Why would one of them claim to have made 18 consecutive holes in one on the golf course? It's because you don't dare say that's impossible. Because he was a stick. Well, he was a stick. And and he wrote uh, 15 operas and the rest of it. Why say uh, the guy who's chosen to lead the country, he was kind of a nondescript lieutenant in the armed forces, he descended from the highest mountain uh, holding hands with God or whatever, the with uh, you know a thunderbolt shooting out his ass or whatever that legend is. It's, <laughs> I'd vote for that. It's, <laughs> it's hard to run against that guy. Uh, <laughs> how are you going to sit across a diplomatic table with a guy shooting thunderbolts from there, huh? Right. Well, how are you going to sit behind him? Right. Uh, but the idea is, if the people are too terrified to to counterclaim anything, if they have no rational basis to object to the government because they're too terrified to cite what is plainly true, then you have them. They are your subjects. They are your slaves. You can't have objective reality and Marxism and totalitarian totalitarianism. That's why, to get back to the previous point, they're trying to. They're they're now calling. There's this menstrual rights movement, and they're they what refuse now? to use the term women. They're say they they're ladies. They're now calling you menstruators because you can't have men and women. You have to erase every rational, objective reality to impose totalitarianism. And that's what they're... And listen, I know it sounds crazy, but the school name thing is part of it. You have to erase a people's history. If people forget their history, they forget who they are and can be ruled. I'm just amazed at how fast this stuff is going. So Dianne Feinstein was mayor of San Francisco from 78 to 88. So... Uh, you know, that's that's not the 1800s. That's not that long ago. And so in that amount of time, 
she has become a person that can't have her name on a school. Canceled. Well, exactly. And, you know, she's a lefty. She's always a moderate lefty by San Francisco standards. But and, and I don't know if the like the mayor of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, was coming in for a visit. I can't even imagine why a Confederate battle yeah. flag was in front uh-huh. of City Hall. But um, but it doesn't matter. Your point makes that moot at the time a liberal politician thought it was OK. Now, if you think it's not OK and you'd like to make that point. Or even make the point to Diane Feinstein. Her mind wanders a little bit these days, but she's 80. Uh, go ahead and do it. But the idea that she should be devalued as a human being and erased from history is pure freaking Marxism. God damn. I keep saying this because it's true. It's easier said than done to pull your kid out of school. I did it last year. It's rough. I mean, if you're going to go private, it's expensive. Your kid is going to really be unhappy to miss their friends, all that sort of stuff. But, man, keeping your kid in a school where they're teaching this sort of crap. Right, right. And, you know, we have a little more on the indoctrination thing. I don't want to, you know, stay up here on the soapbox uh, too long or it'll collapse and I'll be injured. But uh, the whole uh, quasi-Marxist racial justice indoctrination they're doing to the kids in schools and perhaps doing to you in your office uh, Helen Pluckrose, whose name you probably know, we'll explain who she is later, has started an organization that will, among other things, provide you with letters to send to your boss saying, here's why I think this training you're telling me I have to do is a bad idea. And they're eloquent. They cite specifics. They're terrific. Um, but this is a coming, you know, I hate, everybody always says war. Um, and it's it's become a cliche and an overstatement, and, and often it's a justification to do ugly things. This is a battle for the soul of the country. I believe that. And I have never said anything like that in our careers. Oh, no, it absolutely is. I'm happy to see that even the mayor of San Francisco and an opinion piece in the San Francisco Chronicle, I mean, really, you know, fought back against the school board's decision hard. So the school board is out of step with the mayor and the San Francisco Chronicle. Glad to see that. Yes. Yeah. At least they're standing up against their own. You saw you saw it in Portland too. Ted Weasel. Well, I'm sorry, Wheeler. The uh, the mayor realizing not only is Antifa and and Black Bloc and those Marxist organizations not only are they not really our allies, and we cannot control them. Uh, they're a terrible threat. So hey, welcome to the party, folks. Um, uh, Robin Hood isn't allowing the purchase of stocks anymore, so you can't uh, join the bandwagon if uh, you want to do that. Not all stocks, the ones that are... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The GameStop stock. Also, Jack was perpetrating falsehoods about the Super Bowl. Lying. Okay. Well, it's a strong word, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's appropriate here. <laughs> I will correct the record coming up. Okay. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hostess is set to release a new limited edition Ghostbusters Twinkies with a blue cream filling. So who are you going to call? A doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, funny. The the, the Twinkies blue or the fillings blue? Filling. Oh. And then why I, again? I don't know if I could. I, don't, I shouldn't eat a Twinkie under any circumstances, but I don't know if I could eat one with blue filling. Whoa. That's funny. 
That's funny, but I, I totally get what you mean. Uh, it's got to be deep within our animal brain. I mean, hostess can make it any color of the rainbow. Right. Very simple dyes. Right. Still, you'd look at that and be repulsed. And it's terrible for you no matter what, but if it was white, you'd say, okay, I'm fine. Of course, I'm uh, on a nutrageous bar kick right now, so I don't have room for Twinkies. I'm hearing white cream supremacy in your statement there. A couple of things very briefly. Number one, texting with my wife. She's leaving. She just left the house for several days. So I will be looking to positive Sean. Party bacheloring. Is, the party is on. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to figure out, can I use drywall anchors to put the stripper pole into the <laughs> ceiling, or do I have to find a beam? Have you put your leather you, pants on? You're, you're going to want a load-bearing beam there. Leather, leather, leather pajamas, leather pants. I got some leather shorts for when I play golf. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm, we need to tell you about Helen Pluckrose's fabulous new organization that is designed. It's called Counterweight. It's designed to help you fight back against the incredible racism of the uh, critical race theory movement. So stay tuned for that. We'll have a link for you. The rest of it, if you're being subjected or your kids are to this horrific garbage. Uh, we'll give you a way to uh, fight back. Uh, alert listener Kevin, which, oh, I meant to have the link open. I'm an idiot. Anyway, alert listener uh, Kevin uh, pointing out via email, uh, guys, uh, not only <laughs> was your segment about Budweiser not advertising during the Super Bowl a blatant ad, as you said. Okay, there it is. I don't um, care about that, but I, I understand your point. They remain a main sponsor. Just not the beer in the red can. Bud Light lemonade and seltzer ads are all over TV and Twitter with their Super Bowl contest. So, as beer declines among young drinkers, beer drinking is down, down, down. Is it really? The hard seltzers, the hard lemonades. Being a sponsor and having a contest around it are not the same things as producing high-quality commercials and and buying the ad yeah, time during I, the Super Bowl. I don't feel rebuffed no, on this no. since the whole phenomenon. Oh, of, you're rebuffed since the whole phenomenon of Super Bowl ads has been a giant deal in America for years, and they're not going to have one this year. That continues to be true. Now, is Budweiser Corp though going to be advertising their hard lemonade? I don't know. Well, uh, I if only they have ads, th- then you remain rebuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Who buffed him in the first place? Yeah, I need a buffing. Yeah, I hear that. Especially with my wife out of town. Oh, oh, geez, then. That's enough of that. Back That's to, enough. Back to the the HR in the I'm <laughs> calling for this to stop. <laughs> stop it! Oh, and we really need to get to... Some great emails, uh, again, from beloved listeners about what's going on in their school districts where the parents and the children are howling, open the schools. The administration is saying open the schools. The, the lefty mayors are saying open the schools and the teachers unions are resisting. I tell you what, I'm I'm not rooting for the teachers' unions. I love teachers. I, my, I have family members who are or have been teachers. I know teachers. I love teachers. Teachers' unions. Here's a little word up. Y'all are about to lead in, to your own destruction. I hope you're right. Reagan and the air traffic controllers. You are going to see, if it can pass muster in the courts, which is always a question, you're going to see mass firings of teachers, and it's about two weeks away, it feels like. What else do you do? What else that's, do you that's do? That's precisely what you do. 
As the science has made it infinitely clear, you can safely operate a school. Thousands of schools, public and private, are open all over America, and everybody's fine. I think it gets more basic than that, in that I'm a taxpayer. The government provides schooling in this country. I'm not getting any schooling. Right. What the hell? Right. Fire them all. We'll give you, what day is today? Thursday. We'll give you till next Tuesday to come to your senses. Think about it, have a couple of Zoom meetings over the weekend, then get your asses into the classroom, or everybody gets fired. And again, I I, I swore I was going to talk less about the president, but I'd like some leadership out of Joe Biden on this. To go to microphone and say, teachers, get back in the classroom. Remember when uh, Bill de Blasio, he's a communist uh, in New York as a mayor, he said, teachers need to get back in the classroom. Other people are working, you need to work. That's what you're paid to do. I would like to hear that out of uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, well, bad news. Uh, how much time do we have, Michael? Oh, man, we've got a 25-second clip from uh, his uh, his chief of staff, Ron Klain. What he said will disgust you. It is gutless. Sacrificing the souls of the children. We'll play that for you when we come back. It's not just in the United States that schools have opened safely. It's all around the world. There's right. data from around the world. Other countries said, no, 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 you can't close schools. That would be crazy. Right. Turns out the schools, if you're not familiar with this, according to Biden's own CDC, have less transmission than the community at large. They're not spreaders. And yet the teachers unions keep the schools closed because they're going for more money and more funding and staffing and the rest of it. It's awful. It is. It is. Our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dr. Anthony Fauci again reiterated that study after study has found that schools do not pose a high risk for transmitting the virus and can reopen safely when safety protocols are followed. But last night, President Biden's chief of staff suggested teachers unions are right to refuse returning to the classroom until they've been vaccinated and until Congress approves Biden's $130 billion plan to help schools reopen. I don't think unions are overruling studies. I think what you're seeing is schools that haven't made the investments to keep the students safe. And we as a country should make the investments to make it safe. What a load it, of crap. It's an extortion scheme. It is absolutely yeah. an extortion scheme. We we need more money, and we'll use it for whatever the hell we want to, obviously. Sure, more, more administration management. positions, probably. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, we, we, we're going to get more money, or we're not going to teach your kids. Fire them all. Fire them all. Start over. You want to get rehired? Come back to work. Uh, we got a new thing now. You're not in the same union or not in that union. Um, uh, got to fire them all and start over. This, sure, this same is, pay, same benefits. We value you, teachers. You're great. Come on back. This should have happened a month or months ago. There's been plenty of signs for quite a while. The New York Times, the Washington Post, other countries showing that you can do it. And this, I, I, I it drives me nuts when people. They need to do social distancing. There needs to be yes. Schools know this. There are lots of schools been open for a damn year that have been doing this way. It's that nobody's just discovering now how to do this. It's well known. San Francisco parents. Chicago parents, uh, various uh, districts in Washington State all over the country, hear us. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of schools open right now, and they're fine. You're being lied to. You're being extorted. You should be militant about this. And and I want to get to one of those firing the teacher angles. 
But uh, this is important in the wake of that mealy-mouthed bull-ass from the president's chief of staff. This is a text exchange between a dad and a his uh, daughter, who is a teacher, in fact, has a master's of education. And I'm just going to read her part of the text messages. Um, they're discussing the Chicago education swamp that even Lori Lightfoot, who, again, has left the Castro, is yelling that they need to open the Chicago schools, and the teachers' union is resisting her. Uh, bah, bah, bah. My friend is an ER nurse. She said COVID wards about 50% capacity. This happens to be a, a California teacher. COVID ward is 50 cent capacity. Mental health ward is spilling over into the halls. A kid who was 12 was admitted uh, the other day for attempted suicide. Um, being out of school is making children mentally ill. Teachers typically catch a ton of social service issues that are now going unaddressed. The, the place where many children, the only place many children are safe is school, and it's now gone. Uh, school is the place someone cares, the one place they get fed and looked after. Teachers are the front line of child mental health. When that is taken away, there is nothing else. You'd be shocked and appalled the amount of CPS reports I've had to file. The number of times I've given first graders hugs knowing they don't get hugged at oh, home. That's a heartbreaking yeah. story. Uh, I work 10 days, uh, 10 hour days and weekends. I care, but California doesn't give an S about us. And look what happens. Kids die. So Ron Klain's mealy mouth garbage needs to be weighed against the incredible toll on children, the horrific toll on children. But Ron Klain and Joe Biden and, and all of those teachers unions, they just say, give me money. Give me money. And the politicians say to the teachers union, tell you what, you keep giving me money and I'll say anything. F the kids. I don't care about the kids. Just keep giving me money. That's what they're saying. Uh, got this text. Reading from the text line. Reading texts are not endorsements. Sad that I'm almost hoping that the teachers' unions hold strong so they can completely cause their own downfall. That would be the most meaningful change in education in this country in a 100 years. If they go back soon, people will still robotically say teachers are heroes. Oh, and stop qualifying that you love teachers, but not the unions. The teachers are not standing up to their unions. A hero would do that. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Some are, and uh, it brings us to this email from, uh, we'll just say Al Anonymous. Uh, you mentioned the story briefly about the Bellevue superintendent, Bellevue, Washington, who's suing the teachers union to go back to work. It's better than that. Since they refuse to strike so they can get paid, he's saying he's going to open the schools with just administrative staff and substitute teachers that aren't union and tell them, you don't have jobs anymore. My wife is a principal and is giddy about the whole thing. Also, Bellevue is a high-dollar reddish political, politically city across the lake where all the Seattle business uh, like Amazon, Zillow, Expedia, are starting to move their operations to avoid the crazy taxes and crazy laws of Seattle. So, yeah, it's a tiny little red pocket. And, and they're, the, 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 the teach, I'm sorry, the parents there don't feel some sort of kinship with the teachers' unions, so are ready to whack them in the mouth. But there are a number of districts. I heard it yesterday, and I don't want to try to name it because I'll probably be wrong, but there are a number of teachers' unions around the country where they're rank and file. The teachers themselves are starting to stand up to them and saying, end this now. Uh, I won't say where this is. I'm a director. Well, I'll read this text from somebody at a school district uh, and what the teachers are saying in just a second. But we need to tell you about Simply Safe. Um, home protection sounds like a great idea. How about you have the best that's out there? Simply Safe. Yep. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning 24 7 protection, arsenal of cameras and sensors. You get the best professional monitors in the business. 
They'll send f- police, fire, EMTs whenever you need them. So that's all the good stuff from a security system, right? But they don't have any of the bad stuff. Well, you make an appointment and a team of people come to your home and they'll be there most of the afternoon installing this thing. No, no, no. That's the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, no messy, expensive install. It comes in the, it gets shipped to you and you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Then the professionals take over with the 24-7 protection Joe was just talking about. No long-term contract with it, which is awesome. No hidden fees or installation costs. And get in touch right now. Our listeners get a free home security camera just go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong it's a 60-day risk-free trial so there's nothing to lose go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong for your free camera today simplysafe.com slash armstrong from the text line i'm the director of a small school district in our teachers union is disgusting they just don't want to leave their cushy jobs at home our superintendent had put more safeguards than you can imagine in place and they keep saying "Ugh, it's not safe fire them all fire them fire them all how many child suicides, how much abuse, how much malnutrition, which obviously is on the parents, too, and, and you know, at the risk of going off on a tangent. Folks, we've been saying for years, and a lot of you have agreed, we're designing a system where we tell parents over and over again, you're not responsible for feeding your children, the government is. You're not in charge of their health, their emotional well-being. You're not in charge of their yeah. education, the government is. Then all of a sudden, a faction of the government, the teachers, the unionized teachers, have said, yeah, we don't feel like doing that right now because we think we can get more money if we hold out on you. So those little children are the sacrificial lambs in this battle for power. Way to trust the government to raise your kids, America. Uh, I should read these texts to be balanced. Again, texts do not equal endorsements. Uh, that was a BS text. We're standing up, but they're ignoring us, says this teacher. Keep, well, keep doing it, my friend. Keep doing it. Please keep banging this drum, but know there are many of us out there who are working our butts off to try to do a good job from the students. I'm sure you are. Oh, I'm sure there yeah. are a lot of teachers that are, but there's only one way to fix this. I'm sorry. There's only one way to fix this. Fire all the teachers in these teachers' unions where they won't go back. That's the only way to fix this. Is it going to include some teachers who've been trying their hardest from home, would like to go back to school, the schoolroom? Yeah, but I don't know what else to do. But as we've made clear... The principal, the superintendent, the school board says, hey, come on back. Same pay, same benefits, everything. We'll be delighted to see you. The schools are open. Every teacher who shows up on that doorstep immediately rehired. No problem. No hard feelings. And those damned teachers' unions die. Yeah, that is the way to handle it. Hire hire teachers right back. uh, Same salary, same everything. Nothing changed. You're just not in that union anymore because they fired everybody in the union. I'm inviting kids to come into my school on my own, but not many are coming because they're so down on the school process right now. Yeah, Many kids are staying up all night and sleeping all day and missing classes that start at 10 o'clock in the morning because they're too early. If you want schools to open, parents and community members have to call the school district and demand it. That I have been saying for quite a while. Withdraw your kids and vote no on uh, every levy and bond that is run until the schools are open. I have been saying that for a while. I've got, I've got a very activist uh, parent friend who's been quite disappointed that she's the only one filling the email boxes and going to school board meetings and on Zoom and all that sort of stuff. There's hardly anybody else that's doing it. People stand around and bitch or say, what are you going to do, but don't get active. And, right. you know, I, I fall into that category, too, with a lot of different things. We, we, we somehow, the entire country needs to go back to, at a, at a local level, ground level, getting involved in politics. Agreed, 100%. 100%. We have let... The, 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 you know, I'm reminded of George Washington's uh, saying, it's brilliant that 
government like fire is a useful servant but a fearful master. And we have left the fire of government, uh, local government, untended too long, and it's out of control now, and it's burning up the kids. It's terrible. I'm so fired up about this, I'm 45 minutes late to get my second cup of coffee, which, believe me, is a habit. Um, and I was just reading some stuff. Oh, we're running a little late, but, uh, but I was reading some some great stuff from the Hoover Institution about educational reforms, and it is pretty clear that like many bureaucracies and many areas where lots of people make lots of money, uh, the American public school system has become so diseased it should probably be torn down and restarted. Now, that'll be exceptionally difficult since the uh, the interested parties who are making all this money funnel it to politicians to protect them. But if, if we were to just start again, I think that would be an amazing blessing for uh, the American people and American children. One more quick text. This is a good one. This is uh, from California where, similar to what's going on in Chicago, the teachers' union is really trying to keep schools from opening. Um, this person teaches in a county where the school has been open since November for in-classroom teaching. Our local union chapter voted to go back. Now the California Teachers Association is telling us we misinterpreted the CDC guidelines and need to take additional measures. These measures would force us back into distance learning because you can't do it. They're coming after our district because we opened. Not cool. And because they opened successfully, they, they put a lie to the, the big teachers unions. Right. They make it clear that this is an extortion scheme. And by the way, we've had some transmissions of the COVID, but not much. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. Some, but not much. Not well, enough to justify have. keeping the schools closed. Right. Uh, right. Pretty simple. Fight um, it, my friends. Fight it. Any way you can, anywhere you're listening. So damned maddening. I can't hardly think of a story this made me matter ever than this story. I, I know. I wish we could do more. I guess we're doing what we can. Just to, to echo it, my friends. Tell your friends. Email everybody you know. Get on your parents' list. Tell your fellow soccer parents. Make it clear that this is an extortion scheme and utterly unjustified. Maybe well, I don't want to do all school all day long, but two-thirds of American parents wouldn't be able to help their kids with on homework without Google, which is kind of a funny story or, or sad story. I hear or, that. A story that should shake me to my core. Uh, all that on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That poet girl from the inauguration is going to do a poem before the Super Bowl. So that's uh, what was lacking in years past. Too, too much poetry. Too, too little poetry. What this country has going wrong is too much poetry. There's like 14 opening acts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lawsuit claims Subway tuna isn't tuna at all. Stay with us. Oh, boy. I hesitate to even do that story because it sounds like just a naked money grab by a charlatan. Okay. But we'll tell you what they're claiming. I'll go to Subway today and get me a foot-long tuna just to to prove my fidelity to that fine sandwich shop. Speaking of money grabs, what's going on on Wall Street? You're probably hearing about the hubbub, and maybe you're not up to speed on what it all is with GameStop and that sort of stuff. I did come across this headline yesterday. Uh, NBC News, breaking news. Short sellers lost $14.3 billion today alone on GameStop stock. $14.3 billion. Wow. In one day. Wow. So what's going on with that whole thing? Well, here's a guy who's hoping to be the governor of California with a name that no one can pronounce. I believe it's Chamash Palahapataya. 
Well, good for you. I think. I'll never learn to say his I'll name. ask him the next time I run into him. Hey, Chamash. I call him P-Man. But he was uh, on CNBC, CP. CNBC explaining how this all happened. The reason why GameStop happened, Scott, was not, again, because of a fundamental disagreement about valuation. It was because of portfolio construction arbitrage. Too much leverage, too much short selling, too many put buying. All of that stuff contributed to this dynamic. That was an institutional dynamic that was created by institutional capital. So if you created transparency in reporting, that probably wouldn't have happened Hmm. because a regulator would have said, hey, guys, uh, I'm not going to let you be short 140% of a company. That's not right. And then you know what would have happened? The squeeze would not have happened. Now, so if you want to fix it, I think you've got to go and ask for the same transparency because you can't all of a sudden have your cake and eat it too. Let's have hedge funds operate in the shadows, but let's then basically lambast Wall Street bets because they actually have the courage to write their stuff down publicly where anybody can see it. Uh, can he be governor today? I'll look into the law. He can he be the president? He doesn't sound that much smarter than Gavin Newsom or Gray Davis. <laughs> We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Talks a lot less like Batman. Well, he, he appears to be a full wit, which would be refreshing. By the way, if you're wanting to jump in on this whole thing, trading platforms are curbing training or uh, cre- trading or cutting it off. Uh, Robinhood, TDA, Ameritrade, you've heard ads for a lot of this stuff. Interactive brokers are restricting or cutting off entirely trading on high-flying stocks like GameStop and AMC Not entirely. You can sell them. You just can't buy them. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. It doesn't seem to be sell. a two-way market there. Yeah. What? Brett Baer made this point on Fox just. He said, it sounds like people are intervening on the side of the big guys. This is a market. And just because they don't win in this scenario doesn't mean the rules need to change, does it? Exactly. This is such a great example of the awesome and horrific power of the Internet being unleashed. Some uh, you know, clever fellas figured out, oh, they rigged the rules of the game. I think I can re-rig them or use the rigging uh, in a different way. And then they communicated with a few million of their closest friends, and all of a sudden you've got this tsunami of economic power. Yeah, they overplayed their hand. Like, the, the you know, being 130% short on a company has risks. Shorting 101, your your potential for losses are infinite. And people figured that out. And they are, uh, oh, no. Well, I, and then I heard somebody making the argument, well, you've got to stop this because some of the, it wouldn't be good for, for America or the world if, you know, this particular hedge fund went broke. Well, that sounds like too big to fail. Yes. So, That's idiotic. Screw you. Yeah, we got fooled on that once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of infinite losses, we really need to at some point get to the fact that the fraudulent unemployment claims in Calunicornia, where realism goes to die, occasionally known as Corruptifornia, the uh, unemployment fraud could be over $31 billion Woo! since March of last year. That's less than a year. You sound like Donald Trump. Used to Trump be known there. for for innovation in gold and surfing and stuff. Now it's squandering money. You sounded like Donald Trump there. Did I? Yeah, you did. Just briefly. Oh, interesting. You that's, having a good time, Joe? That's da 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 da. That's a very Trump-like very thing to do. If only I had an escalator to come down and was married to a supermodel. Speaking of Trump, I thought this was awesome. This is an actual. This is not the uh, the, the Onion or a Babylon Bee or whatever is it called. Since my wife is listening, I would never marry a supermodel. I want to be married to you. Back to you, Jack. Okay. Uh, this was an actual... Why'd you wink when you said that? <laughs> Bastard. 
<laughs> this is an actual headline in Vox yesterday. A popular baby sleep expert on Instagram. <clears throat> let's use real words here. A pop- Instagram is Sean's favorite website. <laughs> Dot com. Leg man. <laughs> a popular baby sleep expert on Instagram donated to Trump. Where does that leave new parents? Shut up. How do you like that crap? Yeah. No oh, kidding. no. The baby sleep expert I follow on Instagram donated to Trump. What do I do now? Can I still follow their devi- their advice? Oh, my God. If you live in that world, never come near me. Half the country voted for Trump. God. Live with it. That sort of attitude about things just makes me insane. It makes uh. you want to throw up. As might tuna fish that's not really tuna fish. In a almost certainly fraudulent law, uh, lawsuit, this is my opinion, uh, some attorney in Calunicornia, Karen Danawa and Nilimina Ammon. Ask for them by name. From Alameda County in the Bay Area are claiming that they tested some of the tuna, and it is a mixture of various concoctions that do not <laughs> constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. Well, they claim it's not even fish. Uh, what? It's not even fish? Yes. They've said they've analyzed it and figured out what it is, but they can't tell you. You should have to call it what it is. It's it seem like- tuna. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.